Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire back to Lafleur. Oh! The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> You're in the fall. Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est bon. Ce sera la victoire des Canadiens. pour les Canadiens. Le troisième de l'histoire. You found the dogs. John, you found the dogs. He found the dogs! And all together, they worked the young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup! Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground. Your premier gaming destination. It's going to be sick. Aaron Arrow, the sick podcast on this Thursday, August 3rd. How is everyone doing tonight? I'll tell you right now that about uh, seven or eight people were doing mighty fine last night at Playground Poker because the bad beat was won. The bad beat was won, yes, just under $2.6 million in winning a world record. A world record, and uh, yes, someone actually got beat with four tens, and they got beat by a six, seven, eight, nine, and ten of diamonds. Isn't that something, huh? Isn't that something amazing? Absolutely amazing what happened last night at the um, at playground. And the Sick Podcast is brought to you in part by Playground Experience, the world-renowned poker experience with free food and drinks at their cash game tables. A bad beat jackpot that it's already over $700,000 and now reset after the world record-setting amount of $2,590,000 was won last night. Weekly promotions, daily tournaments, and unmatched customer service. Why play anywhere else? Located just over the Mercia Bridge, only minutes from downtown Montreal, playground so august 2nd 2023 will go down in the books uh history was made at playground and i'm going to be there tomorrow and i'm going to be happy to be there tomorrow but i'm kind of disappointed that i wasn't there last night i'm not going to lie to you but then again hey uh, you can't win them all uh energy transportation group brings you the sick podcast as well we thank them very much for their support great guys mike chinquino sean gerard david grassi and company Recently named by Deloitte and CIBC as one of Canada's best managed companies, the country's leading business award, recognizing innovative and world-class companies, the best managed Canadian companies, that's the nation fuels energy's purpose of creating progress for their customers, their employees, and their communities. Join a winning team and check out energy's career page for available opportunities. I can tell you this. I walked in over a year ago, and if I walk in tomorrow, I'm going to see the exact same people working there, and that is a sign of a company that you want to work for. So apply. And also brought to you in part by these guys, La Bita TB, brewed in Quebec, a winner of a dozen international awards. La Bita TB offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. La Bita TB, embrace your true nature. Hey, um, the National Hockey League season hasn't started yet, obviously. And the regular season is going to start, you know, in the first uh, 10 days of October or so. 
Uh, and in the meantime, teams could be above the cap if they wanted to. But you know what? At one point, they're going to have to be under the cap. And guess what? Your Montreal Canadiens, for a team that many aren't picking to make the playoffs, you would think would be way under the cap. No, no. They're over the cap. So one guy who dove into it and uh, wrote a great article once again, the way he usually does for TV Sport, is Nicolas Cloutier. Nick, how are you, bud? You're too good, Tony. Too good. Your check is in the mail, by the way. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, my man. And and you, you know what? You got some help, and uh, you took a look and used the services of uh, the, um, you know, the the founder of uh, Puckpedia, Puckpedia, Art Levine. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. So welcome, and the Montreal Canadiens today, August third, are one point nine million above the cap. Yeah, and. You know what, Tony? People would say this is a disaster because how, how can a rebuilding team be above the cap? That doesn't make sense. And uh, as you know, the Canadians didn't do anything too crazy on July 1st, too. So uh, how do you make sense of all of it? Well, first, uh, this won't occur any penalty because during the summer, you can exceed the cap by 10%. So no, no big deal there. And second, the only reason they're above the cap right now is because they haven't put Carey Price on LTIR. And there's a reason uh, they haven't done that yet, because there's a plan in place to put Carey Price on, on LTIR at the, at the correct time. The LTIR, Tony, is one of the most complicated tool of the CBA, because you know what? Most of the rules of the LTIR aren't even on the CBA. And when a new capologist comes in on a team, Usually what they have to do is they have to go to the central registry at the NHL office and Mm -hmm. spend a few days there just to get acclimated to the rules of the LTIR because most of that isn't even documented. Like there's not a course or a crash course on LTIR. This stuff is way too damn complicated, but we can can simplify it uh, a bit if you want. You have to check out the article, of course, on uh, tvaspar.com. Uh, what we, uh, pardon me, tvspot.ca, uh, yeah. but uh, here's, we'll, we'll bring it up, uh, the tweet or so, or the article, a picture of it, so you can see it, what it's going to look like. There you are. Suivant le plan, can't use relativement tranquille cet été. Following the plan, can't use, uh, was relatively quiet this summer. Mais dans un an, in a year, Il aura plus de pouvoir qu'il n'en a jamais eu au cours de son règne. He'll have more power than he's ever had since he's taken over. Il pourra faire un, voire quelques coups d'éclat, and he can make one, maybe even more than that, splashes, explication, and you give your explanations. Let's bring up a couple of names. Uh, we have some names whose players who's, um, who will be UFA, in 2024, mm-hmm. and others who will be UFA in 2025. For the benefit of those who will be listening and not watching, here we go. Mike Hoffman, Sean Monahan, Rem yeah. Pitlick, Chris Weidman, and Samuel Montembeau in 2024. In 2025, Dvorak, Armia, Evans, Pezzetta, Savard, Kovacevic, and Jake Allen. You were saying which one is the big one? Mike Hoffman. Why? Well, not the, the big one. It's not so indicating because it, it's going to be um, 
well, the contract is not going to be valid at the end of the season. He's going to be a UFA at the end of the next season. So it's not that big of a deal, but it, occupy, it occupies a lot of the cap space right now. And, and Mike Hoffman, uh, Tony, is not an odd commodity on the market. Even if they wanted to trade him, uh, they would find a hard time to do it because, you know, Mike Hoffman, even when he scored like 40 goals with the Panthers, he would have trouble finding a team on the UFA market. So that tells you a lot of, uh, about how team thinks of think of Mike Hoffman. So that's uh, even a, even as a rental is a is a tough sell. So I, I think it's the biggest one because I his cap is like what? It's like over four million. So when, once that comes off the books, that's gonna be a, a huge win for, for the Canadians. Um and yeah basically Kent Hughes will have some unlimited power next next summer because yeah Nick if Mike Hoffman is on your team you have to say to yourself going in, if you're the general manager and yeah. or, or you're the coach, you have to say to yourself, okay, he's a defensive liability. All right. Yes. He he's an inconsistent performer. Okay. He doesn't give 100% every game or every shift. All right. So you have to know those three very important details, right? Mm -hmm. He's not giving you 100%. Uh, he's not giving you consistency. And he's a defensive liability. If you can come to terms with all of that, you'll be okay with having him on your team because he might score you 20 goals. He might score you 25 goals. He might score you 30 goals. He might score you 35 goals. He has an ability to score goals more than the average player in the National Hockey League. If those other things are of more importance to you than whatever production you just mentioned, that even when he was closing, scoring close to 40, you know, his teams were not overly interested in him because basically what they're trying to say is, okay, he might score 35, but he's going to end up being a minus player at the end of the year. So, you know what? We're, we're not further ahead here. And that's, and that's the catch. But, you know, I've said this many times. I'm going to start being redundant now, I guess. Uh, I know that there aren't a lot of presidents of the Mike Hoffman fan club in Montreal. Uh, some, as a matter of fact, would like to see him start the season in Laval. I wouldn't mind seeing him spend some time with Caulfield and Suzuki. I want oh, him Christ, to be dude. put in a position, Nick. I want him to... Are you calling me or are you calling... Uh, no, I want him to be put in a position where his stats are very good and that there could that be a regard, picker. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, well, of course. That's the only regard I, I would want him there. I mean, I don't want him there for any other reason. Nick. Let me explain, Tony. I agree with pretty much everything you're saying, but there's one thing you're missing out. Like Mike Hoffman is not only a defensive liability; he is a five-on-five five liability. Like his only only strength is power play time. Like that, the only strength of his game is playing on the power play. Because aside from that, like you would even find time to put him on the line. Uh, and find chemistry with other players 5v5. And for the development of young players, like playing Mike Hoffman with uh, Slavkowski, for example, or, or, or even Suzuki and Caulfield, I don't think it's a win for the Canadians because he's going to drag down that line. Uh, he's, he's, I'll give it to you. He's an asset on the power play, but that's it. So, no, I, I don't agree putting him on the first line for the sole purpose of selling him because that drags down the entire team at this point. Yeah, there was a there was a player who used to play for the Quebec Nordiques, but he never put up offensive numbers like Mike Hoffman. 
back in the day, we're talking mid-80s, Jean-Francois Sauvé used to be like a power play specialist. We've, we've seen that before. We've seen power play specialists. You yeah. don't want to put Hoffman on a line with uh, Suzuki and Caulfield because, uh, you know what, he's got a lot of deficiencies. Save him for the power play. Save him yep. for the one-timer. His totally one-timer on the power play, if I go back the last 15 years in the Montreal with the Montreal Canadiens, I think of some players who used to set up for the one-timer who were offensive players. The two names that come to mind right away off the top of my head were uh, Alex Galchenyuk and uh, Mike Camilleri. Hoffman can bring that to the Canadians, what those guys used to bring, and those are guys that scored goals with the Canadians. Hoffman can bring that to the Canadians' power play. Kovalev. Kovalev, a little bit of a different player because he was even a playmaker on the power play. He wasn't only, uh, correct, he wasn't only a, uh, you know, one-timer but he could score on the one timer those guys were like they weren't they weren't playmakers they weren't passers those were one timer mm-hmm. guys you know the puck would come over uh and uh and uh, the one knee would go on the ground and they would rifle it and hoffman reminds me a lot of those players on the power play in that yeah. perspective but you know nick one of the ways you build a team obviously is you stockpile draft picks you you accumulate assets and so if Hoffman's contract's going to be over at the end of the year and you saw all those contracts that are going to be over at the end of the year and some will be back with the Canadians and some will be will not be back how do you stockpile draft picks how do you accumulate assets if you don't actually build up the players value they're going to have to do something whether they like Hoffman well. or not Here's what I tell you, Tony. They they already have too much prospects, and they had a boatload of draft picks in the in the last. They never draft. have enough prospects, Nick Lucia. You know well, you that. Have You're too a many student prospects. of the game. Come on, you know that. They, they have too many prospects already, Tony. Yeah, I mean, you have a contract much. limit. So, what's the point of, of having a thousand prospects? You upgrade your prospects, and then you end up trading the ones that end up going down on your depth chart. You see? Sure. You see? Sure. Not just in the pretty point, face here. You're forced, you're forced into making tough decisions and to let go of some prospects you probably didn't want to let go in the first place, but you, you have to make those tough decisions because you have too many prospects. And even the Canadians they they acknowledge that because you you see in the in the last draft, they almost didn't pick in the Canadian hockey league. And why why do you think, Tony? Because they have too many prospects and they have to make decisions on them. And when you draft outside of the Canadian hockey league, you buy time. So if we take a look and let's bring back up the chart again, who the players that are their contracts are up in 2024, Hoffman, Monahan, Pitlick, Weidman, mm-hmm. Montambo. Um, you take a look at some contracts that'll be off the book. Mind you, some of those players, or maybe one of those players, you would think that Montambo will be back for sure. Yeah. You would think out of all of them, he's the one guy you would bet on. Uh, in about a year, they're going to have some money to play with. Oh, Tony, some money? That's that's a euphemism right there because talking to Hart Levine and Art Levine is the founder of Puckpedia and the guy is great with numbers. Okay, Puckpedia is a side gig for him and he's too shy and too humble, so uh, he won't let me tell you about his real job. But let's just say he's a whiz at numbers and he's killing it at what he's doing. Oh, really? Um, and what he um, broke down to me is that basically, you think I can get him to be part of the sick podcast or what? Contracts. You think I can get him to be part of the sick podcast? 
Oh sure, uh, I'll, give, I'll give uh, his number. We don't gatekeep here, Tony. I told you that. No, 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 no. I'm talking about coming to work for us. If he's good for numbers with numbers over here, you could try. Uh, to take I, I to think the next he's level. got his hands full already. Oh yeah, no he's offense. flying, eh? He's flying, yeah. yeah? Oh well, yeah. Uh, good for him. Okay, continue, please. Okay, so the thing is, the Canadians have some bad contracts, okay? But even if they don't touch those bad contracts and they do not trade them, they will be in a position to make some damage next uh, next summer. And here's why. So if you start uh, at looking at the arts projections, you start with 12 millions of cap space. And now you account for the salary cap that will that will probably go up by what, like 4.5 million, something like that. So you go yeah. up to 16.5 millions. Oh, yeah, we yeah. all are, Tony. Yeah. Uh, yeah you yeah. know what? The, the interest rates are killing me over there. So fork, fork some over to me, too. So yeah, well, don't take... worry about it. Don't worry about it. In a couple of years, uh, if, if they're killing you, I'll pick up your house. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll work out a deal. We'll work out a deal. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure you're going to be okay, Nick, because yeah. uh, like uh, like Mr. Levine, you two are actually killing it with some of your articles and some of the work that you're doing on TVA Spot. I don't have TVA a choice, Spot. Tony. It's either Please that or, or, or I'm losing the house. So I, uh, I got to keep grinding. It's either go big or go home. I hear you, yeah. my man. Okay. I hear so, you. I'll keep going. So, uh, you the the cap goes up, okay? So yeah. And and the projection the, the projection is that the cap is gonna go up by a ton. It's like you, you're we're talking about four and a half million dollars. So so we're starting with the projection of twelve millions of cap space next summer for the apps, but that goes up. Right now we're looking at eighty three point five, correct? Right now. Yeah, it's eighty three point five. Uh, yeah, right now we have uh, 83.5, but that's going to go up by like four and a half millions. Yeah, okay. Because the, the, the balance of the escrow will, will be paid by the... That's, that's correct. They're we saying, don't, don't want to get into the escrow because no. it's way too complicated. Yeah, that's way over my head. You're right about that. But once again, exactly. yes, according to experts like Mr. Levine, uh, theoretically, exactly. uh, realistically, the, the cap within a couple of years could be uh, hovering around 90 million. Exactly. So yeah. you take that, you you start with the 12 million figure, you go up to 16.5 millions that the, the Canadians could have. And Tony, 16.5 millions of cap space next summer. That's without even putting carry price on LTIR. So add carry price on LTIR, you could be looking theoretically because they're never going to go up all the way to that number. But theoretically, you could go be going up all the way to 26 millions of cap space that which is completely nuts so kent hughes will not only have some money to use he will have a boatload of money like the guy can go to war next you know summer. what we're looking at nick here we're looking at um we're looking at the plan unfolding in front of our very own eyes exactly. that's what we're looking at this is it this is it when 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 jeff gordon was hired as vp of executive hockey ops and he brought in kent hughes and they analyzed the situation, and they knew who was going out, and they knew who was going to stay here, and they knew who was going on LTIR. Um, they put a plan in place where they would rebuild for a couple of years, try and accelerate it a little bit, take a look at when some of the contracts were up, take a look at when the cap would be going up. And at that time, what's going to happen here in the next year or two, they're going to start executing. They're going to start being clinical. Exactly, they're going to start exactly. adding a player or two to the organization, and by then it's going to be known to those free agents that you want to play for Kent Hughes, you want to play for Jeff Gordon, you want to play for Marty St. Louis, you want to play in Montreal. Montreal's building something exciting. You're seeing the project develop in front of your very own eyes, 
and uh, they're 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 going to execute on it. That's exactly what they're going to do. I mean, I'm pretty sure in their calendar, like the summer of 2024 was circled like all the way back because, you know, the, the calculations we're, to, we're talking about, like we're pretty much improvising as it goes. But these guys, they knew that the cap would go up by this by, by this point. And why did Kent Hughes do anything this summer yeah. pretty much? Because he knew the market sucked and he knew his window was next summer. Yeah. And all of this is part of a plan like GM. For the look, summer they, of 24. Exactly. The summer Where of Brian 24. Adams is Brian Adams is going to have to come up with a song to replace the summer <laughs> of 69. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I but. got my first real six string, bought it at the five and dime, played it till my fingers bled. Was the summer of 69. Me and some guys from school had a band and we tried real hard. Jimmy quit. Jody got married. Tony, Should you know I'm a young millennial, right? never get far. Uh, Nick, when I look back now, that summer seemed to last forever. So you know what it is, eh, Nick? Basically, you're not allowed playing music on YouTube because of copyright. And you know how much I like music and how much I oh. would have liked to have played music and sung and how much I'd like to, you know, in the last 20 years, how much I like playing music and singing. But Tony, it. that was so good and so accurate that this might constitute a copyright infringement. We, Ooh, might, they, we might be in I, trouble here. Thank you. Thank you very much, my friend, for the very kind words and for stroking my ego. I very much appreciate it. Thank you. Grazie, grazie. Okay, so what we're talking about here and what we're seeing. So is this the strategy? And if so, um, how do you pull it off? Of the players that we saw there, do you think it's pretty much already determined who's back and who's not? Um, pretty sure they have a they have a really good idea. Let's bring pretty back sure. up the players' like, names. Joel Let's bring Armia. Back up the, yeah, Armia is not going back. Uh, Pitlick, this guy's not going back. Monahan, um, depends. They're probably gonna try to trade him, but who knows? They they could still give him another contract uh, the, the the summer after if he wants another bargain. Uh, Offman, this guy's not going back. Weinman, he's not going back. You have too many defensemen, too many young guys are that are gonna that are gonna be pushing. Uh, the Vorag, they're going to trade him Biden if they don't trade him Biden. But, well, after that, after his contract, he's gone. Uh, Jake Evans, this guy's gone. They, they have options to replace him internally. Uh, Pizzetta, um, I, I guess. Are you talking about Owen pretty... Beck or are you talking about Leah Sanderson to replace uh, well, uh, Jake Evans? Them, but mostly, mostly Owen Beck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Michael Pizzetta, and, and David there's, Savard. There's even Oliver Kapanen. Uh, You're right. Who is a prospect that we're really not talking much about, but. Uh, he's, he's certainly someone to keep an eye on. Uh, Pizzetta, he's a good option for the culture. Okay, he's good right now, but in the long term, I don't, I don't see him sticking uh, with the Canadians. Uh, David Savard, uh, well, he's going to be so whole by then. Uh, Kovacevic, he's, he's young enough, and he's actually uh, really... I think Kovacevic on a third pair, even in the Stanley Cup winning team, can have his place because he's so good defensively with his stick, so good on the PK. He, he might be a specialist for you. So. I, I think I think out of all the names here, Hoffman, Monahan, Pitlick, Weidman, Montembeau, Dvorak, Armia, Evans, Pizzetta, Savard, Kovacevic, and Allen, all these players and all their contracts are up within a couple of years and they're going to be unrestricted free agents. Mm -hmm. If I'm a betting man, I tell you that the two players who have a better chance of actually being re-signed and coming back are Montembeau, who probably within the future will establish himself as a guy who will back up the number one, but really be able to push him, and Kovacevic. I think yep. those are the two players 
that you'll yep. see. You know, I take a look at what they have on right defense. I take a look at Rhinebacker. I take a look at Mayu. I take a look at Barron. And I take a look at Savard. And you know what? If Savard's going to be on the way out, those other guys, uh, you know, who's to say that they're going to be ready in a couple of years or they're going to be at their, like, Kovacevic could end up being one of their best defensemen within a couple of years on the right side. Tony, I love Kovacevic. I, I love I, he has he hasn't hit his ceiling yet, eh? He has no, an untapped no, potential. Totally I'm not. I don't think he's going to be a star. No, but offensively, I, I, he's going to be always limited. There's room for growth there. There's room for growth. There's room Absolutely. for improvement. Yeah. I, I keep saying to everyone, he's, he was a really nice get on the waivers, and even on the Stanley Cup winning team. I have no problem with him on a third pair, on a specialist kind of role. Uh, he's so good on the PK. He's so good at cutting lanes. He's physical. Uh, no, I, this is a player that I love, honestly, and I think every team needs that kind of, that kind of player. A shout-out to Murphy Clinic, an aesthetic clinic specializing in medical aesthetic care. They offer permanent laser hair removal, as well as a wide range of treatments for skin problems such as acne, rosacea, fine lines, and more. They currently have two clinics, one located in Montreal, Shop Angus, and the second on the North Shore in Terrebonne. They're also opening soon in Quebec City. Visit murphyclinic.ca or on Instagram at murphyclinic. And a shout-out to matrixhomefitness.ca. Discover a club-quality workout in the comfort of your own home. Visit matrixhomefitness.ca. And Yellow has the elliptical, and I have the treadmill and the rower. Absolutely love their products. Okay. Uh, we talked about the cap. Mm-hmm. $83.5 million. And this is going up, Tony. You cannot exceed the cap by more than 10%. During the summer. Yeah. During the summer. Okay. Um, but they are $1.9 million above the cap. So when do they have to get down here? What's the story here? What's the, what are we looking so, at? Uh, obviously at the beginning of the season, every team submits like a 23 man roster. Okay. Yeah. So I can already tell you what the Canadians are going to do. So uh, before the end of the season, they're going to submit something that looks like a 20 man roster because they're going to send down um, some of their, uh, on paper, they're going to send down some of their, their kids that are not, waiver eligible they're going to send them down but only on paper tony because how the ltir works okay is that if you're if you are under the cap when you Mm -hmm. put a player on ltir Mm -hmm. the relief they give you is the 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 amount of uh, the the salary of the player you're putting on the ltir and for a fair price it would be 10.5 minus the amount of cap space you have at that time so let's say the Canadians sending a couple of their kids down on paper. Uh, now they have uh, five, uh, 500K of cap space. So that would be 10.5 of care price minus 500K. DLTIR relief the, that the NHL would give the Canadians would be 10 million. 10 millions. So okay. doing that, the Canadians can, ex- during all season long, they can exceed the cap by 10 millions. Their new upper limit, it's... 83.5 plus 10 millions. That's a new upper limit the Canadians have putting care price on LTIR under these circumstances. And after that, Tony, it's only like a paper transaction. Okay. So you can call these, these young guys up again. So it's it's only to make it work on paper. So they have the, the more the, the more relief they can get from the NHL if you if you get it. I know it's complicated, okay? LTIR is a mess. 
You know, the more we talk about it, some of these sports leagues, and you take a look at the MLS with GAM and TAM, and you yeah. take a look at the National Hockey I hate League, it, honestly. With LTIR and all this stuff. You know that sports, they, they make it way too complicated for the average fan. They really do. Yep. Not only for the average fan, even for the average... You know what? Even for the... Like like the diehard fan, it's almost complicated. I, I was talking to someone. He was he was telling me even the GMs by then they still haven't figured out LTIR. They they're still calling the league. Capologists even then even they like they're the expert of the of the whole thing. They're still calling the central registry. They're still calling the league for questions regarding LTIR. So I think it sucks for fans that are trying to understand the game and trying to get involved, and and even even for us journalists. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm not some numbers whiz. I mean, I do my homework. I talk to people. I try to simplify it for you guys. But Jesus Christ, why do we have to go through all of that? I hear you, man. Who are uh, are there any names in the back of your head that if the Montreal Canadiens and Kent Hughes want to play Santa Claus within a year or two, and of course yeah. they're going to have the disposable income to do so. Who are you looking at? Who could be a well, fit on this team? I, I, I'm going to give it to him. Arpen Bazoo mentioned him first. Uh, it's William Nylander because you, you know what, Tony? Uh, the negotiations between Nylander and the, and the Maple Leafs yeah. are really not going well right now. And it's going to be really hard for them to, to keep this nucleus together because so many high-paid forwards and... Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I have, I have doubts they're, they're, they're gonna get it done. And as you know, Nylander is gonna be a UFA next summer, so he's certainly a guy to keep an eye on. Now, the and who wouldn't is, want? Who wouldn't want a twenty-eight-year-old player? Yeah, who shoots right and can play either wing, and in three of the last four seasons has scored 31, 34, and forty. I'm gonna take him on my team. Yeah, and I'm gonna say Tony something that might be controversial, but in my opinion, Nylander has more talent than Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner might be uh, might work harder. He might have a better work ethic, but Nylander, talent-wise, there really aren't that much that many forwards in the league that are more talented than him. When okay. you want to get going I, and when he's motivated, he reminds reminds me of Kovalev a bit in this regard because when the game matters. That's why that's when he's really on, and you see his talent shine, and that's why he, he, he would always uh, deliver in the playoffs. Okay, I'm going to somewhat disagree with you, but you're going to get my drift. Okay, I'm going to sure. make it very simple for everyone sure. to understand. Okay, I think Nylander's a better goal scorer. I mm-hmm. think Margaret Marner's a better playmaker, and in the end, I think Marner's a more all-round player. He's more all-around. Yeah. I'll give you that. So, if you're talking about pure talent. I give the edge to Nylander. Yeah, but you know what? You can have more talent than the other guy, but at the end of the day, if you're not going to produce like the other guy, I don't care how much talent you have. Sure. You know, like sure. Uh, I'm not disputing that. Uh, you know, Marner's obviously a, a, a more complete player, but talent-wise, I'm, and if you're talking about, okay, when Marner's on compared to when Nylander's completely on, that meaning he really wants it that night, uh, Nylander's more dominant. I got to say that. I, I I think Nylander goes to the net more and shoots more and tries to score more goals because he's a better goal scorer. But I'm going to, gonna, you know what? I think you can make an argument that Mitch Marner is actually the best player on the Toronto Maple Leafs. How about that for a statement? You can make an argument that Mitch Marner is the yeah. best player uh, on I the Toronto no Maple Leafs. You know, no Matthews is an amazing goal scorer. And, you know, when he's on, he's the best pure goal scorer on the team. Nylander is an amazing goal scorer, and when he's on, 
and everybody's on. He's the second best pure goal scorer on the team. But Mitch Marner is the best playmaker. I think the best point producer. I think the most, you know, most, uh, I shouldn't say complete because, I mean, Marner is a big, uh, Matthews is a big boy and he's strong and he's a centerman, but. Yeah, but Marner uh, has a higher motor. I'll give uh, I'll give it to you. He has a I really think, good I, work. I think Marner's the best player on the Leafs. Yeah, and I would agree with you, Tony, but I'm only saying that when Nylander's on, He's, he's really hard to beat because talent-wise, there really are not that many players that are on his level. I hear you. Okay. Um, other names besides William uh, Nylander? Well, we can we can look at the list. Yeah? Yeah. You have it here? Uh, okay, I'll check, I'll check it. Yeah, bring it up. Bring it up. I'll give you some time. You know what? In the meantime, I'll talk to you about... Optimal Stretch Clinic at 47-10. St. Ambroise in Point St. Charles. Charlie Cabrera runs an amazing clinic specializing he and Sam in fascial stretch therapy. They've become your one-stop shop where they have an osteo available. They have a physio available. They have a nutritionist available. They do cupping. Uh, they have. Uh, they offer uh, sports, deep tissue sports massage. And as a matter of fact, my wife went for a very... Um, uh, very intense massage earlier this morning, and um, she says, Tony, they're the best. And you know what? Until proven otherwise, I think she's right that they are. Okay. Uh, okay. With that, on that note, I think I gave you time to bring up the list. Here it goes. Yeah, well, the thing the thing is, Tony, so I mentioned Nylander because I know the negotiations between Nylander and the Leafs aren't going well, but most of the time, at this point in time, like we can do it for fun, but it's a moot point because these players are going to most likely sign before – they they walk in and become UFA, right? But mm -hmm. like, like, like we're talking about Austin Matthews, which is set to become UFA next summer. Austin Matthews is going to sign with the Maple Leafs. Uh, Steven Stamkos, well, he, he's going to be pretty old, but he's going to be UFA. Pavelski is going to be too old. Uh, to fully, well, been there, done that. Uh, Jake Genzel, huh, interesting. Not bad. Uh, Mark Shifley, interesting as well, but I don't know about his uh character and leadership and some things have been pretty uh pretty iffy in Winnipeg. Uh Sam Reinhardt, meh Elias Leanholm, meh. The big fish for me really is Nylander because of the, the contract situation. Then there's local kid Anthony Beauvillier too, is there not? Yeah, yeah, I guess. And Beauvillier, you know what? I think the the Islanders they can make you think that um, they can make you underrate the offensive potential of some players. But uh, I look for Beauvillier to, to produce uh, much more next season in Vancouver, I think. It could very well be. I bring up his name because I've had a chance to see him, of course, at the Living oh, really? Sisu uh, LSHL Hockey League oh, yeah, uh, yeah. for four yeah, weeks now. And uh, I got to tell you, he's probably one of the best. He and Mathieu Joseph. I saw, I saw somebody of mine talk to me about the how Matthew Rose has been killing it absolutely oh, a, this he, he, hockey league. He, you know what? He's he, he's amazing. Yeah, he's really really good. He's blowing me away. Like and like, I understand hockey's not three on three; it's five on five, and I understand that there's no, there's no body checks here, and there's no heading and all that stuff. And there's no physicality, but uh, he's got a skill set that is higher than the skill set that I thought. So you know what? Kudos to him. Uh, and, um, yeah, he's, he's really killing that league, but him and Beauvillier are arguably, arguably the two best three on three players in that league. You know, that would be interesting to look, uh, like how is a Sisu hockey league su success translated to the NHL in the, the last few years. 
Well, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, there's a market for three-on-three hockey. As a matter of oh, fact, yeah. we know that three ice and, uh, and uh, Absolutely. Uh, you know, has, has had some success uh, over the last little while. And uh, there's so much open ice. And with one stretch pass, boom, all of a sudden, it leads to a two-on-o or it leads to a two-on-one or it leads to a breakaway. It leads to a, you know, a, a real good scoring chance. So it's, uh, it's, it's really, really good. All right, okay. Uh, before I let you go, and this has been a lot of fun, it's going to be an abbreviated uh, edition of the Sick Podcast, as most of them are in the months of July and now in the month of August. My question to you, because we took a look at it yesterday, and I've said on a couple of occasions now that the Canadians will no longer be in the bottom five. Yesterday, I said that they will no longer be in the bottom eight. I was taking a look at, you know, last year they missed the playoffs by 12 wins. 12 wins translates to two wins per month. If they go from 750 man games lost to 250 man games lost, now I understand it's a big if, right? No, no, Tony, you're you, down to you, something. You, you could see them winning two games in a month. So, I look, I'm going to ask you this between now and, and probably the next six months, but right now if I had to ask you, Thursday, August 3rd, Montreal Canadiens making the playoffs this upcoming season. Yes or no, and why? They were. Uh, I don't think they're making the playoffs. Okay, no, okay. but but let me say they're closing. They're closer to being a bubble team than they are to being a to to being a bottom team. They're closer to the bottle, the the bubble than the bottom. You see where where I'm going with this? Yes, I absolutely see where you're going. And the, the, the one thing, though, man games lost, I'm, I, I absolutely agree. They, they, they were way better better than they showed um, last season, at, at least on paper. And there were, there were a lot of circumstances that, that didn't play in their favor. The one thing is, okay, the less man games lost, but is Montembeau going to be as dominant as he was last year? If he's as good as he was last year, damn, they're, uh, they're not going to be a bottom team. He Let's could be better because if they're going to be healthier, he's going to get more support. Yeah. And and these kids, they're, all, they're only getting better. I mean, they had, what, like five or uh, four or five rookies in the back end last year. These kids are all going to be better next year. Nick, so is that another thing to account for, Caulfield's going to be here probably all season long. They're going to be better down the middle. Suzuki's going to be better. Yep. Doc is going to be better. Monaghan yeah. is healthy. Um, you know, once they get the look, they're going to be better. And so to answer your question, I think Montembeau, yes, absolutely. I think Montembeau could be better. Montembeau still is one of those players too, like Kovacevic. He has room for growth. He can be better. He has not hit yeah. his ceiling yet. So anyway, there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of things that obviously we're going to pay close attention to. Thanks for doing this, Nick. I like the color of the Under Armour polo, by the way. It really stands out. Thank I you. like it. I like it. Very nice. Thank you. But I, I, I didn't look great playing golf, even with that. So, hey, what do you want to do? That's why I yeah. gave up playing a long time ago. I never looked good on the golf course. Nick, yeah. we'll talk to you soon and continue your great work on TV Aspar and TV Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Follow us on YouTube if you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel. It's absolutely free if you're watching right now on YouTube Live because you are subscribed. Uh, like us, share us with your friends, comment sick, S-I-C-K, S-I-C-K, S-I-C-K. Tell your friends about us. And if you're going to watch us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. And uh, even if you don't think it's five-star worthy, leave us a five-star because I'm a very nice guy. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. On that note, for Shane Gomo, Agnello, Sammy, and Juliana, 
Cavallaro at Master Control. Me? Not everyone is replaceable. Obviously not. I'm Marinaro. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinaro on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground, your premier gaming destination.